0: welcome to the swirl suite everybody so we are back with another episode and we have a special special guest first of all summer is here it is 95 degrees in dc on the east coast so the heat is on and this is perfect placement for ramona wine spritzers so we interview jordan salcido of ramona wine spritzers she gives us the whole rundown of how ramona was created and y'all you know, we are pretty critical on things in cans, especially wine cocktails. They are delicious. And you're going to hear our reaction. We are all drinking one with Jordan, and it's so fun. It's a really good episode. Listen and let us know what you think, and try Ramona. Cheers.
1: Why are you yeah. not drinking
2: Ramona? Because that's who we're going to have on here. Oh, shit. Let me go get that <laughs> <laughs> But I might have to get that. It's that's all burger, about right? that. Let me go get that right now. (laughs) And this the last one, Lord. Because look, I almost was going to drink this, but I had a uh, can you see that? This is Legends, John Legends L V E. Oh, it's they got cans now? From the Boise line from Charles, John Charles Boise. Hey Serena. Yes. Got it. I I saw your um. Ridgeview post is that oh, yeah. not that girl? Girl, it's the
0: truth. That wine is so fucking good. <laughs> it was
2: What's so that? good?
0: Who's that? It's, it's a um, it's the wine from the United Kingdom, just made like a champagne. Oh, Ridgeview. Yeah,
1: you've had it before. Oh, I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh my god!
0: I'm Guess who
1: great. carries it. <laughs> well damn it give me three bottles of that and three bottles of the chromat yeah that would what? be and, yeah. and i'll just send you the money
0: Just okay, you how gotta me stock up
3: oh you finally hi, decided jordan. to join us hi jordan. Hello, hi jordan hello 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 <laughs> i'm so happy to be here with you all and thank you i
1: so uh, okay I- i'm running out uh, it was so hot outside look jordan. at you it was so hot outside moon. I drank I be- the whole grapefruit one while I was waiting for you.
0: So now I'm on the lemon. <laughs> this I is my last one? one. This is my last one. <laughs> and I it. saved I like the lemon. I like the lemon. I the saved blood. the blood orange for last because I was like, I know this is going
1: to be and good. The, and the lemon. I, I love grapefruit. All three were good. Okay. So don't, 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 don't feel bad at me. Now I remember the blood orange, the grapefruit. And the lemon. I drank the other one so early on. What was the other flavor in the four pack?
3: Okay, the, then there's all right. So the there's the grape, there's sort, sort of confusing because there's regular and then there's the dry version that's like a little drier, a little bit lighter, lower in alcohol. It's like the I, one that has it's like has a circle at the bottom that says dry on it, and the white stripes instead of just like pink, it's like pink with white stripes. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. That okay. one that, and then and then there's just regular old dry sparkling rosé. And then the, okay. the other one that's like a little bit bitter is called Amarino. And it's like an organic I put It was, Amarino. It was yes. Amarino in my pack. That's exactly yeah. what it was, okay. Yes, 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 yes. So well, Amarino's like- Delicious. It's Aw, oh, thank you. I feel like <laughs> yes. I'm the only one not drinking Ramona, but I should be, mm. I should still yeah, grab shame one. shame on you. It's hot outside, it's hot. You know what, like, um, Jordan,
2: so I'm- outside. You don't you don't know me but I'm going to be honest with you. I was a little hesitant in the beginning. This is why because there have been some, She's trying to be politically correct right I am. I'm like many right, without tasting like,
3: things in cans.
2: Yes. Well not even just tasting things in cans but um uh citrus natural juices infused Mhm um we have tried before and uh Mm. it didn't it it didn't go over well it tasted like (laughs) alka-seltzer
1: i'm just i don't know exactly which one you're talking about it tasted like alka-seltzer and i poured all of it out
0: yeah that was tough
3: it was hard this is so good yummy oh this makes me so happy well that's the pain (laughs) This is Henry. He he said, "Mommy, I'm coming in." And I I muted. Hi, Henry. Hi, Henry. (laughs) Henry likes to say, which is very true, that he is the reason Ramona exists. Because when I learned that I was pregnant with him, is when I decided, you know what, this idea that's sort of been in the back of my head for a long time, this has to come out. So Ramona came to life. Ramona had sort of been the seed of an idea. For a while, a couple of years, but it became, it sort of was brought to life. It was birthed literally and figuratively uh, when I learned that I was pregnant with Henry, which was when I was overseeing the uh, programs at the Momofuku restaurants and going through this Court of Masters to program. And it was just like lots of fine wine all the time, which I, of course, love. But the whole thing was like, why is there nothing? with a fine wine value system for casual moments. If you're not at a table, if you're not at a restaurant, if you're not, you know, if it's sort of not the moment for fine wine, or even if it is, but you're maybe craving something that's a little bit lower in alcohol or something a little refreshing, why was there nothing with that same value system? And I think that was why, you know, and and anyway, Henry, Henry likes to say that he is the reason that women exist. And that is true because it was not until I found out that I was pregnant with Henry, where I sort of knew it was like one of those moments from the universe where it's like, you have to make a decision. You have to either decide to stay on this track. And at the time, the track I was sort of pursuing was this master sommelier exam. And in my mind, I had sort of defined purpose upon that credential, which was, and the the best thing that ever happened in that exam was like, the feedback that I received, like after passing the two parts that I was, I was the most nervous about, like the blind tasting passed that right away. And I love watching all you guys drink these Ramonas. Henry, could you go bring me a Ramona from the fridge? That'd be so nice. Whichever kind you want. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Whatever's in the fridge, could it be cold place and very hot out. And then, um, <laughs> putting him to work. Uh, Then, yeah. And then the feedback I got, it was, yeah, it was just this sort of amazing moment of passing the theory exam, which was like, you know, they can ask you a hundred questions in one hour about anything, any kind of minutiae. And I I, nailed it and I passed the blind tasting exam right away and ended up resetting on service during this time of my life where I had never been more focused on service and more comfortable with service. We had just opened co and received a lot of night oh thank you my love amarino thank you so much you know what but can i be out i'm going to be out in a little while can i um unless you want to sit with me and be so quiet and, and help out a little bit okay that's so nice thank you okay so i'm gonna have amarino with you all just it's, to sort of round out round out the portfolio it's it's the newest one it is the newest one thank Very you for that. nice
2: you know you have a really good it's, sales team <laughs> <laughs> you
3: didn't bring me one that is a nice idea. And maybe I for short, sweet notes. Um, Okay, so yeah, so that was sort of the moment of Ramona where the feedback was that I didn't seem like myself and the table of judges who delivered that feedback had never seen me work in a restaurant um, or, or work in service before. And it was sort of like, oh, really? That's the only thing you can come up with is that I don't seem like myself for you people who have, don't know who I am. <laughs> and that was amazing feedback because it sort of was this very clear, let me give it, if it had been more nebulous, then I I put, I think well, we all do, Anyone, anytime anyone cares about something, right? You put so much pressure on yourself and you look at like what the spotlight, like what have I, what could I have done better? But at no point could you have been more like yourself when you know that you're being as, as yourself as you can be. Um, and so that was really a gift, I think. And that, that then spurred Lamona into um, action. Um, no, but Ronan is like this little tyrant. He's just hilarious. He's like a, we call him the wrecking ball because he's, he, he was so tiny when he was born because he was born a few weeks early and now he's just massive and he's strong and he just like beats everyone up in a nice way with a big giant smile on his face and he just can. not He's just, he's just hilarious. Um, wow, that's
1: cute. That's just adorable.
3: Um, so how did you come up with the name Ramona? Okay, so Ramona was named, um, Ramona's was, was the name of my little sister's childhood alter ego. Oh, when you. she When she was little. And so she did anything, anything she wasn't supposed to do, but, uh, it was, and it was always really clever. She would just blame on Ramona. And so I just felt like this was the alter ego to the fine wine world. It's like, okay, it's going to have the same value system. It's going to be good. It's going to taste good. It better taste good because I want to drink it. And um, no, the best thing ever is like when people drink it or like like when you, when you share that story, you just share that it just melts my heart in the biggest way because that that is the goal. You know, she it's, it's, it tastes good, <laughs> it should be good. Um, and that makes me so happy. And, and now knowing a little bit more about production, it's sort of like, why is everyone making these bad decisions that they're all making? Um, that, that result in a product that's less delicious.
0: I was looking at the can when I was drinking this one. So you have, so in this one, I'm drinking the blood orange and it says fresh Sicilian blood oranges, wild berries, citrus, zest, the biscuits. It, it tastes really natural. Like what made you go this route? Cause I know this wasn't a cheap route to go.
3: Oh my gosh, no, thank you. I think um, the thing about, all right, so we started with Ruby Grapefruit, and my thought process delicious. there was like, oh, oh good. It was that it's sort of like an Aperol Spritz, which I love that sort of, that effervescent, happy moment, low alcohol, delicious, sort of brings you right to Italy. And it was sort of like, how do we recreate create something like that? And my thought with Grapefruit was that it was sort of seasonless, and it was a little bit bitter, but a little bit sweet, and that it was just sort of, yeah, refreshing and and it and it tasted good, and that was always the first most important thing. And so that was sort of where we started. And then, as we expanded the portfolio, uh, the way I was thinking about it initially was like, all right, grapefruit is going to be sort of like an answer to an aperol spritz, like citrus. and my go to is like my go to cocktail. If I'm not having a spritz, it's like a margarita, which I know is one of the questions for later. So I'm. Um, I think it's margarita versus martini, but uh, I'm totally margarita person. And it's like, okay, how do we do, how do we do that in a way that's like, yeah, that sort of fits in this family here where it's like, like I now as like old woman, I feel like I can't have a margarita. And like, I used to just like throw them back and I just can't do that anymore. It's just not, not the same thing. So it's like, all right, we, we can sort of check that box with the citrus. And then blood orange was like the natural next progression. It was actually sort of happened, yeah, I guess it happened when I was in Italy and we were—I was at our winery partner for a visit, which I used to do a few times a year before COVID, and then didn't visit at all in 20 and 21, and was just back about a month ago, which was great to be back there. Um, but we were talking about sort of what's the next flavor, and blood orange just seemed to be the next natural progression, and it, it was sort of cemented by the fact that we had access to these amazing Sicilian blood oranges. And that was the thing. So we actually didn't we didn't always make Ramona in Italy. We actually started Ramona. We did a test batch in the United States. And it was on that day, the day of canning, which we we went to the trouble of shipping over organic Italian wine and you know all this stuff. And then I get to canning day and I've poured my life savings into this. And I am told on canning day, like after months of waiting for label approval, this is like months and months and months. It's finally late August, 2016. And I learn that I have to use Velcarin Uh, because I can either use Velcarin or um, something called potassium sorbate uh, as a preservative. So potassium sorbate, I'm like, wait a minute, I've heard of this. Okay. It's on the no-fly list at Whole Foods. It's in a group that's sort of considered carcinogens. And I'm like, no, 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 we don't, we don't want to do that. And they're like, okay, great. Then you can use Velcarin and don't worry. Like it, yes, it has to be um, administered with a hazmat suit, but it breaks down to harmless uh, harmless elements, and I was like, "That sounds weird." I want to know more. Anyway, so like we go back and forth, and they're like, "You just have to pick one. This one's going to be fine, but the other one, you know, it's sort of a carcinogen, so you might not want to use it." Anyway, so yeah. So lo and behold, and like, then I start doing a lot more research on Velcro. and A, it has to be administered with a hazmat suit. B, you cannot consume a product that has been administered with haz with Velcro in, um in the first twenty four hours, or else you risk dying. And it's like, what kind of harmless substances is this breaking down into? And it, you have to really dig for it because a lot of stuff online is like buried in the propaganda of the people who sell this stuff, but it breaks down to um, CO2, which is fine. And methanol, which is toxic, even in small entities, like it can create blindness. And so you just, anyway, that that's what's going into a lot of the stuff. And it was like, all right, we don't want to do that. And um, at, to my knowledge, it is not possible to make we, we don't, we are not able to make Ramona stateside without using velcroin. That's one of the main reasons we don't do it. We instead, we just pasteurize. So this can gets run through warm water in Italy. And that's just a, it's not a new technology. It's an old one, um, but it's not subsidized by anyone's chemical lobbies and Italy, in my experience, has been so, they're just always ahead of the curve when it comes to agricultural standards, when it comes to labor standards, when it comes to doing the right thing in terms of ingredients. Um, Yeah, so that's why it was an easy, no-brainer decision. And then through production in Italy, we are like, okay, what, what world is this opening up for us? And that's where the Blood Orange, so then we sort of, you know, did a little taste test. and We're like, okay, what if we what, what happens if we go with blood orange? And my main fear initially was that it was going to be too red, because my thought was like, okay, the blood orange that people know is like pretend blood orange. This is real blood orange, and in Sicily, blood oranges are especially red because of the volcanic soil and um, this what's known as thermal excursions from Mount Etna. Like, so you have these sort of, um, I mean, not just Mount Etna, but it's it's yeah, it's there's a lot of magma and lava sort of underneath the surface but that that results in pockets of warm um sort of under yeah warmer soil and that it turns out impacts the color of blood oranges and there you have there you have Ramona blood orange
0: thermal desorption Mm
3: -hmm. well it was
0: worth it. <laughs> because, <laughs> <This> is,
3: <laughs> it's I'm not supposed to have a favorite, but it's the one that I go to most of the time. I was surprised Henry brought me a marino, actually. I'm glad he did because I love it too. But. <laughs> they mm. are
1: phenomenal. Okay, I think we jumped right in. So Sweetie, you didn't do your intro. <laughs> Oops.
0: Oh no! I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so, Jordan. Uh, so,
3: <laughs> so give us a little uh, backstory about you. How did you get into wine? Oh my gosh! How did I get into wine? It was sort of I think it was very much like a like a jungle gym. Um, I my my connection to wine early on um, was through my dad. And my dad's dad died when my dad was 13. He was the youngest of five children. And he does not ever talk about his dad very much. Like, it's really like pulling teeth to get any um, memories of my grandfather when my dad's talking. Um, And so... Uh, grand, my dad's father died when my dad was 13. And my dad does not talk about his father very often. It's really like pulling teeth to get him to share any memories of all. And the one memory that he always shared was that um, his dad uh, used to make wine in the basement. They, my dad grew up in Waterbury, Connecticut, and was part of this Italian American community. And they would all bring in grapes from wherever they brought in grapes and they would make like wine in the basement and it was not fancy wine at all but it was just a, a thing that they did probably sort of trying to bring over some piece of their connection to Italy into these Waterbury connected basements and so that was the thing that my dad would, would talk about and then he when we were growing up he was always happy to let us have my sisters I have two sisters and he always let us have a sip or two of wine and it was never good wine it was never fancy it was never anything like that but it was just sort of I think on a level that I did not understand until I realized I'd chosen this career path, it was this sort of connection, bridging relationships and bridging generations. And it was was this connective tissue. uh, And that captured my imagination at an early age. And so my Route to wine as a career was very much accidental. I thought I wanted to write, and I knew I had loved restaurants, and I'd worked at a restaurant called WD50. Um, and the chef there was this guy Wiley Crane, and he was he it was, he still is a brilliant, brilliant individual. And he was really the sort of first American chef to bring molecular gastronomy to the U.S. He had been a sous chef at Jean George for 10 years, and then he opens this restaurant on the Lower East Side and starts doing things with, you know, like meat glue and methylose. And he was, you know, sort of like, how can you take an idea and then reimagine it? And so it was very much like food as entertainment, but that was also incredibly delicious and nourishing. And so I think and yeah, it was sort of this understanding that like having the basics as an understanding was important, but that you could sort of do anything you wanted with that once you once you had that foundation. And then I went from there, I thought I would write about food and knew I didn't know anything about you know, food in New York City, moved back to Denver, Colorado, and was able to get, a, I worked for free for a woman who, her name's Gabby or pat miller the gabby gourmet and and she was she was she was like you can you can write for me for free and you can come to the restaurants with me and so i i did that and then got this little cheap beats column on the side with the Denver post and then worked with this cookbook company and was like it was you know it's like you do the things it's sort of like figuring out what you what what resonates so that you can also learn what doesn't but that led to um, going to Johnson Wales for a year which then got me into the kitchen at Danielle and when I was at Danielle that was when I realized it was like you know you just these people would order these incredible bottles of wine and then just not drink them all and so like we as people who worked at the restaurant even like me as somebody in the kitchen team like if you were curious about wine Danielle always valued curiosity and he always encouraged it and so like there were days that were not at all pleasant but that you know, they'd be saved by like you know just a little bit of curiosity in the wine team and then you would get this taste of Chateau Lafitte 61 or you know, what it could have been one of a million wines and little by little I just sort of would study or Try and get like a job before going into the restaurant, and just learn as much as I could. And and simultaneously, I was started dating a man who's now my husband. And he, his name's Robert Bohr and he he's wonderful. I love this big smile that's lighting up. Now he's he's uh, and now we're coming up on I think it's fourteen years of marriage. We got married in two thousand eight. This was back. This was like back in sort of the the golden era of like before the Hong Kong line, uh, tax was repealed. So this was like. New York was the epicenter of this crazy, crazy wine scene. And he had a restaurant called Crew, um, which was the hub for a whole bunch of collectors. I then ended up working at a restaurant called Veritas, which was like sort of the other restaurant. So then there's Crew and there's Veritas and people would just come in and they would order these insane wines that now are impossible to track down. But it would be like, hey, tonight's going to be a, a verticals of, you know... Um, it's going to be a horizontal of Rumier Amaro's from 80 to 90, or, you know, what, whatever it was, there were just always things like that happening. And I fell in love with that. And I guess at this point, I threw Danielle through working this one event at, uh, was the La Palais, so this Burgundian Wine event, this was January, 2006. And this was one of those, like another one of those universe moments where it was like, I don't know why I'm here, but I know I have to figure out how to work that event show up and there were like some some bumps along the way it was like danielle was like come work it and then the pr team found out about it and the woman who ran pr was like i'm sorry i saw your name on this docket and like we're not paying for you so 100 percent you may not join us on this trip and i was like okay what if i get myself there can i if i can get myself there for free can i work and and, and they had a meeting and they were like, sure, you can work for free, no problem. So that was great. And th- that was the greatest thing in that particular moment because that was the, the event where all these winemakers wine were, were present. I got to work as hard as I possibly could at this event. Danielle noticed and was like, you clearly love wine. You should work harvest in burgundy. That should be the thing you do next. So you can have a job in my kitchen, but it's clear that what like lights you on fire is wine and so that was how harvest started so that was 2006 and actually robert my husband had never worked harvest before and he was like oh cool great i'm coming and i was like no this is my thing you're you're already like the burgundy expert and then he's like i got us tickets it's gonna be great it'll <laughs> be a thing we do together and it ended up being great but it also just i guess that's like sort of where the, the production bug came from is just realizing and seeing over and over again a few different harvests in a row like okay yes like decisions of course some of the decisions are different like you know how who decides when to pick what vineyard and are you machine harvesting or hand harvesting and then when the grapes come in what gets added or doesn't added and doesn't get added and then seeing these through lines after working a bunch of harvest. And then the other thing that was really surprising to me, I remember asking for um, a UC Davis online wine class for Christmas one year. And this is the thing that I want and, and was given this by Robert. And I remember sitting down, it was like, you know, DVDs back in the, the era of DVDs. So I might get my DVDs and I plug in DVD one. And DVD one was like very different than I was expecting. But like by DVD two or three, it's like, you know, how to make wine. And it's like, you go to the yeast store and you buy yeast and here are the hundred different kinds of yeast you can buy. And people will tell you, some people will say you can make wine without adding yeast, but you can't, that's a lie. You just can't do it. And uh, people will tell you that, but they actually don't know what they're talking about. And had I not worked five harvests where no one's adding yeast, <laughs> it was like, I would have just believed that because this is like the preeminent American wine making school. And so it was just sort of surprising to me to realize, I, and I don't know that I wanna call it propaganda necessarily, but just that, wow, that's a very different reality. Like there, there are two different conversations happening and like one's not necessarily, I'm not gonna say one's better, one's worse, but like certainly one is not considering all of the facts or one is one is very much trying to sell yeast. Is this like class sponsored by the yeast people? Like what's going on here, um, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> probably was it probably is, <laughs> so anyway that was that was a big wake up call for me, and then I guess like that just kept on happening and it's like who, what's you know like what's who's who what's the why behind this wine and who's doing it and like and then just sort of noticing the through line of like, oh, the wines that I tend to love are ones that like aren't doing that much stuff, and like they're not. Yeah, they don't taste like bad Alka-Seltzer. They don't taste like, you know, or like, you know, you, I mean, going back to an earlier part of our conversation, but they, they just felt like there There were a lot of questions that I had, and that is why, yeah, yeah, that was sort of, um, that's a very long and winding answer to the question of how to get into wine, but that's sort of how I ended up there. And then you could just never, you just never stop learning, and that was the other thing that I loved, is like you learn and then something else piques your curiosity and you go down that road and like everyone's journey is so different. And the thing that connects everyone is wine, right? Like wine's the reason we're here on the conversation right now. And like, I I love that power. And I think right now is the really, it's an important moment to like celebrate connection.
0: I'm actually very surprised that you just didn't become a winemaker because at that moment, I probably would have thought, Oh my God, Americans are idiots. I'm going to go to Italy and I want to make my, (laughs) I want to make wine there because I don't know. I don't know what they're talking about.
3: Oh my goodness. You know, I think, I think there's a, it's funny. I think the way in which I was introduced to wine and the harvests that I was able to work. And it was sort of like, what am I going to add to the conversation? Like I could make a wine, but like, Who needs the wine that I'm going to make? Like, what is, what is the purpose of what I'm doing? Yeah. And like, we live in New York city. And like, I mean, I know that there's like city wineries and I think that that's great, but like, I, I just didn't feel like that was my purpose in the same way. And I think, I think I like to think that I'm better than I used to be at like sort of thinking, yeah, what is my purpose and how can I best stay on that journey?
0: And you worked in D.C. for a while. You didn't work at the Veritas in D.C., did you?
3: No, I worked okay. at, all right. So when Momofugu D.C. opened, I got to help open that restaurant, which was, um, yeah, but I love D.C. We were there, we were there, I'm thinking like as a family, we've been taking the train in a few places lately because, um, because it's so easy, <laughs> it's so nice to, uh, to take advantage of, of. Trains and travel in a sort of less stressful format than airports when possible. But I love DC. My my um I did not grow up there at all. I grew up in Colorado, but my uh, uncle, aunt, and two cousins my cousins Ben and Nick um, grew up in DC, and so we would always go visit them. And they were like a little bit older and really cool. So DC was um it was always I, I think the first time I went was and I, yeah actually it was the first time we went. I remember seeing the whole skyline because we did like a driving trip, um, we flew to DC and then we drove all the way up the East Coast. Henry came back, it was being very quiet. Um, yes.
2: I was wondering if it was the restaurant in DC so I'm glad you asked that question, Sarita. So right. um,
0: last series question I think, um, where can everybody find Ramona?
3: My goodness, I love this question so much. All right. So as of, right, you are just holding up the blood orange. And as of this week, every single Whole Foods in the country with a wine license is carrying blood orange. Um, Uh, Oh, just the blood orange in the four pack? In the four pack. Exactly. So that is, that is, so Whole Foods, if you live near Whole Foods, then that, that is one place where you can find Ramona. Otherwise, if you maybe are not in the mood for blood orange, or you don't feel like going to Whole Foods and you want to just stay at home, then you can also go to drinkramona.com where we, where we have all of the flavors and I should do a, can I give a little code, a code, a special code? Absolutely. Okay. You can type in give the spritz. G I V E A S P R I T Z, which uh, will give you 15% off for listening to the Swirl Sweet podcast.
1: So, thank you. Oh, thank you very much. So, these come in. um, So, you just said you can get the Blood Orange four pack with all Blood Orange. And you still can, in other places like on your website, you can get just one flavor in a
3: four pack or you, can they also get the variety packs as well? Yes, so you can get the variety packs. so we have one, um, it's the spritz sampler, is, it's a four pack of all six flavors, and I shouldn't say that, um, so in addition to Blood Orange, being at every Whole Foods, uh, Meyer Lemon is at a lot of Whole Foods, Rose is at a lot of Whole Foods, Ruby Grapefruit is at a lot of Whole Foods, and then starting Later this summer, I don't have an exact timeline yet, but the dry grapefruit will also be at. So Whole Foods is. Marino is going to be at Whole Foods soon too. I've been, I've been spending lots of time in the exciting world of the Whole Foods portal. Um, so, Anne Marina's getting set up. But uh, I would say so that that's sort of one um, national uh, retailer where we love that we have such a great relationship. Um, however, we also have such amazing distributor partners throughout the country uh, that really focus a lot on independent retailers as well. So, Whole Foods is sort of the easy one to say that it's probably near ish to most, most people listening, but um, we really. Um, and I, can, I can, I'm trying to think of like places in D.C. that I know New York, I could rattle off a bunch of the. What about like I'm
1: Total making. Wine or.
3: Yes. So Total Wine, certainly. And every, um, every market is a little bit different. Uh, Indiana actually um, has, a, there's a, a really amazing um, restaurant group called the Padashu Restaurant Group uh, owned by a woman named um, Martha Hoover and she is this brilliant uh, restaurateur, ha- has a great group of restaurants, and um, it's funny because I was looking at our Whole Foods or our Total Wine um, sort of sales one day, and I was like, what is going on in Indiana? Like, why is like this, this sale that this Total Wine in Indiana are flying? And I'm sure it's um, because she is such a champion of um, of Ramona and she had it um, This was also like in sort of high COVID time where where restaurants were closed and everyone was doing to go and so I think she had a different flavor at each of her five different restaurants um but yeah uh, so Ramona's also at um standard hotels um, certainly in New York it's at the bunkhouse group if you're in Austin Texas so hotel and the Austin motel and Joe's coffee um I'm trying to think of where else Esther's Wine in Santa Monica, a, a lot of places. But the the bigger the bigger ones are, um, yeah. The Total Wine, um, Whole Foods. Um, yeah, there are some other exciting things in the works uh, certain Marriott hotels, um, and then and then your favorite local retailer. Nice, nice, very nice. I just so tried
2: this- the grapefruit and. You are right. It it is like it's like eating the grapefruit. grapefruit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I loved
1: it. I mean, it just quenched my thirst. I was yeah. trying yeah. to be on time for this um, podcast. I was like, oh my god, I'm so thirsty. Okay, it's gonna be gone by the time she gets on. Okay, thank <laughs> God I have one other left.
3: I we got to make sure that you have more Ramona's for summer. We got to make sure you're all stocked up. Oh my goodness! And it's
2: it. I mean, it's perfect. Not saying that I was one of those parents, but you could take this with you on the soccer field. This is soccer,
1: football, like tailgating. You oh, it's oh. life compact, internet hit- traveling. And you yes. want to put it in your suitcase? Yes, Because yes, yes, you don't yes. like the wines in some of these Caribbean islands. Got the can, put it in your little fridge at the hotel. Now you know that's what I. Because I give a spritz. You
3: that's
2: give a spritz,
3: exactly, exactly right oh my goodness <laughs> well because you, you know like life is just too short so uh, <laughs> life's exactly. too short give a sprints. exactly right
1: <laughs> hashtag give a spritz you know i'm gonna use that right okay oh, no, i love
0: that love oh. it <laughs> um any more questions for jordan before we uh, do the closeout segment
2: not for me nope
0: all right jordan my last well, this might be a little bit for everybody so, well, this is would you rather the playdate version version? I love I love it. Okay. Here we go. First one. Playdate edition. New York or DC. I gotta say New York. Okay. In New
3: York, been here 15 years. So you gotta say New York. Okay. And DC's great. All right.
0: And this is for everybody, Margarita or Martini. Ooh, mm. I think
1: I'm gonna have to go with Margarita. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a margarita girl
0: yeah. Unanimous. I, it's, yeah, it's margarita for me. I'm so torn. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Depends on the day or the week. Maybe. I'm,
2: just, I'm just, I just, I love them both. I just, yeah. It's like picking between your children. <laughs> um, I would, if, if, if the, if the martini was blue cheese stuffed olives okay and i i do but if it was just like any other type of martini i would do the margarita okay we love the
3: blue cheese stuffed olives edition i love that idea i love the specificity too.
0: and what about you jordan did you say that earlier did you say margarita margarita. margarita yeah okay all right next one for everybody peaches or plums
1: Peaches. Peaches. Because mm. the plum has got to be just right.
0: I, I was about thing. to say that.
1: Yeah. I know. But and so does the
3: peach. Because if you end true. up with like a mealy peach, then it's oh, not to yeah. it. But yeah. you can yeah. feel that though. You, yeah. you, you, you,
1: for me, I can go in the store and feel a peach mm-hmm. and say, nah, that's gonna be too soft. Mm-hmm. And, and it's gonna it. and that's not it won't have the right consistency consistency for me. But with a plum, the skin is just so uh, I can't, what's the word? And not like this, leather is definitely not. It's just so, you can't tell really what right. the flesh is on the mm-hmm. inside of the cloth. Yeah. So.
0: Okay.
1: Until you and bite into you, it. Have I'm you so had torn. a white peach? Oh, yes. yes. Love oh yeah.
2: White
3: oh my gosh. Oh yeah.
1: Love white peaches. <laughs> oh. Love them. And
3: you know yeah. who branded the donut, whoever came up with the donut peach name, yeah. genius, because if, there's nothing easier to feed a child than a donut peach. Ah, mm -hmm. yeah do you want a donut peach or a regular peach or whatever it is (laughs) I want a donut peach (laughs) (laughs) I'm all over that
0: (laughs) what about you Jordan I
3: don't know I think it's it's funny plum jam if it's like in jam form Mm -hmm. (sighs) but like I'm trying to think of like that I think a great peach I don't know it's really hard for me it's very much a toss-up okay that's fair
0: all right, next one for everybody: goldfish or Cheez-Its? It tastes exactly the same. Oh, no,
1: they don't. You- Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yes,
0: they
1: do. Cheez- unless it's you different. get the white cheddar cheese, <laughs> the only difference. Because if you get the yellow ones, the goldfish
3: tastes exactly the same. Oh, and I, I feel like the goldfish. Then you don't have like you don't end up with like the orange stuff on you know like then there's no like orange <laughs> yeah. orange fingerprints. So I'm I'm gonna go goldfish.
1: I'm white cheddar cheeses.
3: Yeah. I love the white cheddar. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I
0: have one more bag of old Bay goldfish, and I'm trying <gasps> to hold on to them. I'm I've shocked. never had <laughs> those. Oh, they just came out. Oh, I, and ooh. I went online when I saw it on the news. I was like, "Oh, that!" And oh, I, was guys, when I was putting them in my cart, they were disappearing because everybody was on the site. I managed to get some. But uh, they're so good. They're so good.
3: Me. Now see that changed the whole game. I'm talking about the regular <laughs> goldfish and the regular cheese. I, I'm gonna switch my answer to That's that. that. Having never had the same yeah. yeah. thing, and they
0: whoever is behind the amount the of obey yeah. on yeah. these goldfish, it's the yeah. perfect amount.
1: I mean, not, not really. too little,
3: not too much.
0: Exactly. Mm. It's perfect. That's
1: yeah. kind of so like the same. Whenever they put Obey up, like when they did came out with the Obey hot sauce, you
3: can find it anywhere. Yeah. Just, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So it's the same thing. Okay.
3: Yep. Old I'm Bay Wait, I'm, I'm Googling this now. Okay, uh-huh. I know. That's why I'm, I'm like, getting, okay. I'm gonna pay yeah. It. I hope oh. you can find them. Oh, my mm. goodness. And look at this. Okay. Target has it in store, and the <laughs> packaging is amazing. It's so yeah. retro.
0: Okay. Obey <gasps> Goldfish. Look at me.
3: Okay, thank you for this. Yes. You're oh, welcome. my
0: goodness, you're welcome, everyone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, Obey
1: goldfish. You heard it first on the squirrel Sweet podcast. You got people now
0: googling it. Holla at us. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, Jordan. Next question for you. Playdate edition. Who would you rather have a playdate with, Ashley or Jessica Simpson?
3: I got to go Jessica because she is an older sibling of sisters, as am I. So in solidarity, I, okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Jessica. Okay. But you got to respect Ashley too. Yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> Next, all right. Same question. Beyonce or Kelly Rowland? Beyonce. You're Beyonce. kidding. Beyonce's Kelly looks queen. so fun. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. Kelly she looks, looks totally so
3: does. I know, but like, I just think Beyonce, like- like Beyonce's the queen bee you just say yeah Yeah. and and what an inspiration she just changed every time she opens her mouth she changes culture like look what she did with lemonade she just like she empowered every woman everywhere to take control of their story and like and like I don't know I just think you I think like Beyonce has to be the answer okay anytime is an answer that's fair fair (laughs) okay
0: Chrissy Teigen or Gabriel Union? Gabrielle Union? Gabrielle Union. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Hands
1: down. Yeah. For, for, for. As <laughs> long as I don't get no vanilla pudding.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I do not know that reference, but now I better Google that.
0: Oh, she used to make a wine. She had a wine called a vanilla, milk, pudding. vanilla pudding and it was a Chardonnay.
2: It, it was, was gross. It was God awful. It,
0: it was so bad. It's a was, terrible name we we, we talked like about this on the podcast. We tried to be as nice as we could, oh
3: but it was God, bad.
1: I was so mad that I picked that one because we, no we no wonder she doesn't drink podcast. wine anymore. <laughs> because that podcast, we all picked a celebrity wine. So <laughs> I run into i was running late, I run into Total Wine, big elaborate display. Oh, mm-hmm. my girl, yeah, you're black girl magic. Okay, let me grab this. Vanilla. They just they just use wow. and it's t-u-d-d-i-n not t-u-d-d-i-n no. <laughs> so that start there that should have been yeah. I, I mean, taste that happened? thing I said and these are <laughs> my swirl sweet host sisters was like so how do you like it because they just knew I was like how can I describe this as politically correct as I can Wow! I don't think they made. Wow, it
3: that is yeah. so low. I just have she's so much cleverer than that.
2: Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was definitely a money bag grab. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't yeah. even think she tried it. I, and that's yeah. what yeah. I was getting ready to say, Leslie. I think she's like, okay, how much I gonna pay to put my name on it? Right, 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 right,
1: right, 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 yeah. right. right, right. Mm-hmm. And it's wow. a lesson learned. Don't let everybody can't use your name
0: for stuff. Yeah. No. yeah, absolutely. All right, next one for you, Jordan, Kristen Bell or Mila Kunis.
3: I think Mila Kunis. okay just, i like what she's about i just yeah. and i do but it's a, it's a hard one but yes yeah. yeah all right henry henry's joining me for this for this um, all right this so
0: the last one last one cardi b or tiana taylor cardi b okay Hi. yeah
2: yeah did you did you see her recent interview with david letterman
0: i did It was
1: no
2: adorable. i did not yeah. i need to google this
0: yeah yeah
2: you, yeah it's, it's, on, on you
1: know, it's on netflix it's on Netflix. tiana taylor or cardi b
0: Cardi B. Cardi oh, Cardi evidently
1: B. you know I didn't see it, so that's what oh. man
2: <laughs> Too is cute and yeah. she's smart and funny. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Really? It's a good
1: interview. Yeah. Wow. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. I have to check that out because I yep. wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have described her like that.
2: <laughs> she. She really. You know what? She is more than what the packaging presents
0: agreed okay. agreed
2: that's nice yeah will agree
0: cuz if
1: i started off as a pole dancer i would still be a pole dancer <laughs> oh
2: lord at one point you got to retire she's
3: got it yeah. brilliant i mean really. well, yeah. back in
2: the early days crazy <laughs> 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 oh my
3: gosh I you can't be that. granny on the pole what? oh i'm about to see i'm about to see y'all this way. Oh, like a woman who writes her narrative like that i just yeah, yeah it's like it's yeah. so it's yeah. amazing well jordan this was fantastic thank you so much for joining us yes thank you so much for having me on it's so wonderful it to great. meet you all thank yeah. you for letting henry join too i'm so happy of course we can, Hi, henry. Henry. so where
0: where can everybody follow you and henry and the rest of the oh. Family? family oh my right. goodness
3: oh my goodness all right well uh let's see so on instagram i probably should have tiktok i mean i think i do technically but not not in any active way but uh, jordan salcido is instagram and also at drink ramona um thank you all so much this is wonderful to meet you all and to be able to learn from you and have this conversation and just smile and drink a ramona together so thank you for this wonderful bright spot of the day Yes, please let us
0: know if you have any more new flavors coming out. We love to taste them. Oh, I will. for sure. I will. I will. I will.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right, I got to keep there, the posting. What was everyone's favorite? So it sounds like some ruby grapefruit, some blood orange, some Meyer lemon. <sighs> oh,
1: I drank that grapefruit one so quick. I just.
3: Oh, um, good. Okay, I got to get you more of that. Let's
1: but I'm it. a blood, that ruby. blood orange was delicious. Okay. The blood orange was, because I love hibiscus as well. And yes. I okay, so let me start here. I love citrus. Totally. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm a citrus: orange, grapefruit, lemons, limes, all of them. So I just that, those were excellent, excellent. Yeah, they they, they can all a very habit for me. <laughs> I,
3: I I have to say it's like it, it's not an everyday habit for me, but it's close. And my a couple of friends have like sent me texts. One of them. She sent a text around Mother's Day and she was like, I just have to let you know that Ramona makes me a better parent and her favorite is the lemon. But it was just funny because it was like a whole bunch of, it was like a whole bunch of lemon cans in her closet. (laughs) 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 Ramona makes me a better parent. I, I hear that. I hear that henry's looking at me with curious eyes what does that mean um well thank you so much and what a pleasure to meet all of you and to be here and thank you for having me on the podcast today
0: of course thank you jordan it was a pleasure
2: you were great thank
3: you bye henry
1: give your big big brother a hug for us
0: (laughs) well that is our episode everybody we hope you enjoyed our conversation with jordan Ramona is the truth, y'all. Um, it's perfect for poolside, at the beach, in your backyard, all the things. Anyway, I'm going to Whole Foods to get more. And don't forget if you order online, use the code GIVERSPRITS. Cheers. If you like this episode, please like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, tag us on social media at SwirlSweet or individually. I'm Sarita at Vine Me Up, is Vino Noir. Tanisha is Girl Meets Glass, and Leslie is Vino 301. And we love ratings. We love those five stars. Cheers. The Swirl Suite is now a part of the Alive Podcast Network. This episode has been edited and produced by Vine Me Up Media.